Welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I help the everyday woman grow her mindset and spirituality in her daily life in order to break comparison to the Instagram perfect lifestyle. Join me as we navigate the stress and anxiety of our daily routines and reclaim our power to cultivate our most authentic life. Let's start romanticizing the mundane together. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everyone. I hope you are enjoying this beautiful three-day weekend. It was a little, it started out rough with the rain on Saturday in upstate New York, but both Sunday and Monday have been just these perfect, gorgeous gorgeous that's a word gorgeous fall days i got gorgeous and forest like in my brain because on a sunday which was yesterday i went on this beautiful hike it's a thatcher park in upstate new york in the albany area let me tell you i've been there once before and it's just this gorgeous beautiful hike and it's not that long and you're just literally on like a mountainside it's it's so cool and the first time that Nate and I were there, it was like, you know, around like September, give or take. And the the waterfalls, there's two waterfalls that are there. They were not going wild. So it was like kind of subpar. I'm not going to lie to you. This time, because on Saturday it rained before, these waterfalls were absolutely gorgeous. It was just like amazing. I don't know, guys, let me know. But what is it about humans and waterfalls? Like we just like are in awe of these beautiful <laughs> streams of, you know, falling water. I don't know what it is, but it's it's got us, you guys. And it, it was just so beautiful. And just, again, like I've said before in previous podcasts, just being in nature and just enjoying the outdoors, it's like, it's insane because yes, downstate Long Island, we have hikes and stuff like that, but it's just like upstate is known for like nature and hiking and beautiful weather, especially in the fall. And and I'm really just taking it all in. And it's just, it's so nice to take in the beauty. And it's, and you think about it, you're like, you're a part of it. You're part of that beauty. I don't know if I'm getting too deep there, but you know, it was just like, you're sitting and you're taking these pictures and you're just observing nature around you. And you're just like, wow, like I'm a part of this. And I think we tend to forget the beauty within ourselves because we're so disconnected from nature. But then once you go back into it, whether you're on a hike, things like that, you're like, oh, I am just as beautiful because I am nature. It's like, I don't know. I just went on a tangent as as I do in the beginning here. But again, like I said, I hope you are enjoying your three-day weekend with um, Indigenous People Day, Columbus Day. And fun fact, because I am a history teacher that and I am also an Italian-American myself. You probably wonder where, where does Columbus Day come from? Here's a little fun fact for you. In the 1800s, Italians were facing a lot of prejudice and discrimination. And so and they were also Catholic. So they were actually facing a lot of discrimination in the Jim Crow South, along with African-Americans. And Italian-Americans went to literally the president and was like, we, you need to do something about this. We need to, we need help and all of these things. We need equality and all, you know, everything that we said. And the president was like, no, but we'll give you a holiday. And 
they're like, you know, we'll give you an Italian American holiday. Who do you want to pick? What's a famous Italian? And the Italians back then picked Christopher Columbus himself because he was Italian. He just sailed for Spain in the age of exploration. So, yeah, that's where actually why we celebrate Columbus Day comes from. And I actually, it was interesting because I was scrolling through TikTok, which I know this story already, but it was fun to have it pop up where um, it's this content creator. She used to be a teacher. I think it's called anti-social studies, I want to say. And she made a reel about this. And I was like, oh yeah, I knew that. And it's like, it was just interesting to, you know, revamp, you know, when something's in like the back of your subconscious and like someone says it out loud and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that story. So yeah, that is a that's a fun fact of why we actually celebrate Christopher Columbus and Columbus Day in the United States. But then we are resurfacing and um, transforming into Indigenous People Day because we all know, you know, the things Columbus did to Native Americans, which was, you know, crimes against humanity. And I actually teach that um, with my students every year. And it actually lands around great timing is we usually develop an essay was Columbus a hero or a villain right was he just a man of his time and he did accidentally uncover a whole new world to the old world which was Europe Africa and Asia to North and South America didn't realize he still thought he was in the West Indies but he did um, open that up to the world and really created the age of exploration really expanded it to what it already was Um, and then there's the other side of was he a villain because he and his men just treated, you know, Native Americans so poorly um, and did so many atrocities that, you know, just down the line that we can list. So it's always interesting when this day comes around and then the students, you know, they get different resources and they come up with that idea, you know, they make their claim. And so with this day, it's very interesting to kind of see, you know, history involved in so many people's lives. And that's why we always learn about history. This is why history is important because we can learn from the past in order to create a better future. And we think, and again, this is a tangent we're going on here, but I think it's really crucial to remember that, yes, the past quote unquote can't change because it already happened, but we can unravel things from the past because more and more primary sources we're finding through different historians and archaeologists and all those really great things where what we thought was once something in the past and was, you know, a perspective then changes over time. So learn from the past to create a better future. That's what I always tell my students in the beginning of the school year. So a little fun fact for you guys. So again, thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for all the love and support. And, you know, I really hope, like I say every time, I really hope and enjoy that, you know, you guys are taking in the lessons and it's really helping you guys. So thank you so much for creating this wonderful community alongside with me. And I'm really hoping and I'm really glad that the lessons you're taking away have been helping you on your mindset journey as well. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? 
I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm your anxiety and your stress because you guys know we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life and talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. All right, you guys. So with today's episode, I actually got an inspiration from TikTok. So let me just bring it up where it's from Sarah B on TikTok and I'll link her TikTok and the anti-social studies teacher who created the content about Columbus Day. I'll put those in the show notes because I always, you know, I want to give credit where credit is due, where I'm getting inspiration from and things like that, where I was scrolling on Instagram as one does and I stumbled upon 
this quick TikTok. And in the TikTok, Sarah says that when you're feeling anxious, that her mom always used to tell her to do M and M, which is make and move. And I thought that was such a beautiful and simple uh, coping skill and habit to just remind yourself when you're going down um, an anxiety spiral is you need to either make something or move or do both. I'm just casually putting my AirPods back in my case because um, I tried to record with my AirPods being the microphone and it, it wasn't it. So we're here with the with the MacBook microphone because Nate did not have today off. So he is in the living room doing his job. And so I am casually in the bedroom <laughs> um, with, just, with just the laptop here because my little microphone is attached to my desk. Anywho, so she was saying how that when you're feeling anxious, you need to make, you need to move, which I think is so cool because when we talk about coping skills with anxiety, there's all these like different things. And sometimes even coping skills with anxiety can actually get overwhelming. Am I right? So when I stumbled upon this TikTok, I was like, oh, that's such like a nice and simple thing to when you're in that zone a panic and you're in like that tunnel vision and you're in that spiral and you're like, how on earth do I get out of this? To remember Eminem, make and move is so cool. So you need to either you go make something, whether maybe you can cook, maybe you can go create content if you're a content creator, maybe if you're a teacher going to make a lesson, if you're a YouTuber, maybe you're creating a video, if you're a podcast or creating a podcast episode, just making something, right? And then also moving. So perhaps if you're feeling anxious, you can go on a walk, maybe do some stretches. You can go work out. That's been a big thing that's really helped me is when I'm feeling anxious is I always move and I go and I and I do a workout. That's always the one, the big thing that helped me. And because it's so important to instill that in your subconscious mind. And the reason I bring that up is because so you guys know I've been doing my NLP training. I took a little bit of break in, in September because I moved and like life was wild <laughs> in September. So, um, but I'm kicking back into it and I'm doing the David Key um, NLP coaching um, certification course. Um, and I was learning about this subconscious mind. And again, NLP is neuro-linguistic programming or processing. And with NLP, you're learning how your brain perceives the reality and why it's really important to know how to absorb your reality correctly and understand why you're thinking the way that you're thinking and why you have certain reactions to certain things and how to build really important patterns and habits. And we talked about a little bit of ago how to create um, actually intentional goals because of we're using NLP. So with NLP, I learned that so many crazy things about the unconscious mind. And so again, you have two, you have two consciousness, you have conscious and unconscious or subconscious, we could call it either way, tomato, tomato here. And your conscious mind is you know that you're thinking like conscious mind is you're having the conversation with somebody. And then your subconscious or your unconscious is your brain working the behind the scenes. So for example, what I learned from the course, and I'll even read directly just from my notes, is the unconscious mind is the recipient of all external data via the senses and filters it before re-representing it to the remaining info. So your subconscious is 
literally the behind the scenes magic maker here. Because think about it, when you're in reality, your five senses, you're all over the place, right? You're seeing certain things, you're smelling certain things, you're tasting certain things, you're feeling certain things, right? And that's a lot for your brain to take in. So your conscious is what you're focusing on and your subconscious is creating those blocks, like absorbing all that data and information and then pushing it to the conscious of what you actually need to focus on. So your subconscious is taking all of the data around you and it regulates your energy. Um, and so it regulates your physical energy, your emotional input and output. It also maintains your intuitive and instinctive behaviors. And this is also where your habits are maintained and created. And it's really important with, for your subconscious, it really loves patterns. So in your subconscious mind to improve your conscious mind is implementing really great patterns that are easy to remember and easy to follow. Because like I said, your subconscious mind is taking in all this data all the time. So when you're feeling anxious, right, it's because your subconscious is taking in information, right, that in past patterns has made you feel anxious. So have you ever felt anxious and like literally nothing is wrong and someone's like, hey, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm just feeling a little anxious. I'm not really sure why though. There's nothing wrong. It's because there's a, a pattern that perhaps your subconscious is picking up on, right? And because it's in the behind the scenes of the mind, you're feeling that anxious, but the, the message of the subconscious isn't getting to your consciousness. So you're like, why am I feeling anxious? Right. And perhaps deep, deep down, and this has to do with like inner work healing. Cause I've, I've even experienced this in my own where I'm like sitting there. I'm like, why am I anxious? Like literally nothing's wrong. What could I possibly be anxious about? And so there's been a few times where I had to sit with myself and be like, why, why am I anxious? Like, where is this coming from? And I had to sit and think. And finally my subconscious got to me and it was like, um, I'm always like, I always have this weird anxiety of getting fired. Like that's my big, like, oh my goodness gracious. But I'm always doing what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm, I'm a very good employee. <laughs> like you want to hire me, like, you know? So I'm like, why am I so, sorry, that was my, my drive why am I so anxious? And so when I sat with myself, because I remember I was like literally sitting there watching TV and I was like, oh, you're just subconsciously worried about getting fired. And that's in your subconscious that I have this irrational fear of getting fired. Meanwhile, I've done nothing wrong. And that's that's a circular pattern that that's a a pattern of anxiety my subconscious is very used to. So sometimes when nothing in your conscious mind upfront and focusing on is making you feel anxious, it could be because your subconscious is receiving maybe a pattern that your consciousness hasn't, you know, caught up with yet. So when you're feeling anxious to implement such a simple routine of make something and move to help. Now, this doesn't completely alleviate your anxiety. You may have to obviously do a little bit more, you know, digging deep and and figuring out what's going on but that immediate you know feeling of anxiety and the the thoughts that are racing and you know feeling like kind of that tunnel vision and your heart's being a little faster getting a little sweaty right like those you know bodily 
functions that happen when you're getting into that anxiety spiral, you getting up and moving or going up and making something, because again, that puts your mind on focusing on something else. Because what sometimes happens is when you're sitting there and you're kind of sometimes maybe drifting into the subconscious, that's where the anxiety could sometimes come from. Because like we've said before, sometimes your anxiety is coming from a fear that you haven't resolved yet. So it's this energy that's still stewing in you that you haven't combated yet. So it's constantly just running in the back of your mind. Like think about the subconscious as you really shouldn't do this, but you know, sometimes when you fall asleep and so as you're falling asleep, you like hear the TV in the background, but your brain is focusing on sleeping. So the focus is sleep, but you still understand in the back of your brain that like the TV is on that's what like your conscious and your subconscious is, is your con- your conscious of nothing's really going on, but there's the TV in the background that's being like, hey, you, there's, this might be making you anxious and things like that. So to make sure that in your consciousness, in your conscious state, you are doing patterns that are very easy to follow, such as the make and the move, it helps to implement that pattern into your subconscious. And it remembers, hey, the next time you're feeling anxious, you need to either make something or you got to move. Okay. Also, what's really cool is with your subconscious, it's at its most efficient when you're helping someone or something. And your subconscious is most efficient when you're achieving outcomes and when it's integrating like um, in like a whole thing. So meaning like you're doing something. So your subconscious works really well when you're working on a project at work or something like that. When you're helping someone, your subconscious is really doing well because think about it. When you're helping someone or you're working on a project or anything like that, all of a sudden you have to make sure you know this info, like focusing that info into your consciousness, right? Think about that. So everything you know, about that certain topic that you're either helping someone on or you're doing a project or whatever that it is, your brain is hyper-focusing on it. So the subconscious then takes that information that's been stored away and it's bringing it up into the conscious mind so you have it to focus on. So your subconscious really loves it when you are helping people, when you're working on something that's really enjoyable and, and, and things like that. So I thought that was really like a really cool fun fact about it. And so also your subconscious responds well to and utilizes symbols, which is why we quote unquote see things and random patterns and why metaphors can have such a great impact on us. So I think that's really cool that your subconscious loves the patterns and the symbols and the metaphors, because think about it, when you're learning something, right? And, or you're trying to work on a new skill, you're trying to work on a new habit. Think about it. The M&M, you're never going to forget that, are you? The make it, make something to move. The M&M, that quick little metaphor and or even pattern or things like that, that sticks in your subconscious. It thrives on that. So the next time you feel a little bit anxious, you do that already because it's such an easy thing to do. Our subconscious loves the patterns. It loves the symbols. It loves repetition. Okay. And so when you are trying to implement something on your healing journey, whether it's anxiety, people pleasing, imposter syndrome, you name it, using some sort of pattern is what helps you remember things. Like like what I talked about a couple of episodes ago when it was like smart goals or the NLP is present, right? 
to remember how to set goals well and intentionally, you follow that acronym. That's what works really well with your subconscious. So this is also really cool. Traditionally thought of as being around um, 15 or 16 years old in terms of maturity and takes everything personally, which is so funny to read about your subconscious. So your subconscious is also linked to your ego. So your subconscious doesn't actually mature as fast as your conscious level, if that makes any sense. So you could be consciously in your 20s, but your subconscious could actually be still in like the high school brain. So let's put into put into perspective here. That's why sometimes even though you are in your 20s and 30s, and not even you, it could be people around you. Do you ever realize that like sometimes when people get triggered by something, like it just sends them back? Like emotional emotional maturity or emotional intelligence gets sent back a little bit because when you get triggered by something, it's a subconscious reaction. So it's not until you've absorbed it and kind of went through it, then you can consciously regain and be like, hey, like I didn't do this right or you have to apologize, whatever like the thing is, right? That's always like when you get into a conflict, you sometimes respond very quote unquote immaturely because it's, it's a reaction and you need a moment to like cool down and then you could consciously find a solution to the conflict, right? So your ego and your subconscious are not as mature as you maybe are consciously. So that's why building your subconscious with the really good habits and patterns when it absorbs life because that's what the subconscious is always doing. It's, it's working on overdrive 24-7, maybe not even 24-7 because the subconscious is where your dreams come from. So I'm not, even when you're sleeping, your subconscious is working. Your consciousness falls asleep, but your subconscious, it's still working. Um, but your subconscious is actually sees life a little bit less mature than your consciousness does. So building in those patterns, those coping mechanisms, that's why when you're going on a healing journey of your mindset or your emotional intelligence or your spirituality or your wellness journey, whatever journey that you are on, creating a really good structure of really great habits, routines that keep you going because discipline is what gets you through. Motivation will will flow in and out of you, but it's the discipline of the habits and the structures that you've built for yourself. That's when you see results because that's your subconscious. Your subconscious loves, your subconscious thrives on habits and routines because it's intaking the information. It's like, okay, I'm intaking the words that were just said to me. So what's the pattern that I normally do when my brain hears those words, okay? Or what is the normal pattern when I do a certain activity? When is the, what's the normal behavior pattern for me if I see something, right? So when you are perhaps having um, an anxious spiral, your brain's going into, okay, what do I need to do? What usually happens? What pattern do I usually do when this occurs. So maybe perhaps before your healing journey, when you had an, an anxious spiral moment, the natural normal pattern that you've taught yourself is to to succumb to the anxiety. Let it let it take you there. 
Like let it take you to the worst case scenario and then zone in on it and stay anxious, right? And let the anxiety take you over. Where now that you're on a healing journey, you've learned perhaps maybe doing like we've talked about before, the inner dialogue where it's like, mm, is that true? Or if that's the worst case scenario, would I be okay? Oh, I would be okay. And like talking yourself through it or perhaps a new method or routine is now the M&M, the make and the move, right? Because now the next time you go on and you are taking in, your brain is taking in an anxiety spiral. Perhaps you saw something or you heard something or you did something, you interacted with something, right? That's your external senses that triggered then the feeling of anxiety in your body, right? Because your subconscious along with your ego, that's all about protecting yourself, right? It's all about protection. So then your brain goes into anxiety. The normal pattern perhaps was to, like I said, is to let the anxiety succumb you. Now perhaps like, hmm, I'm feeling anxious. Perhaps I should do the M and M. I should go make something or I should go move my body or perhaps I should do both. Okay. And even make, that could be like cleaning something that could be cleaning your kitchen or cleaning your closet, right? You're making something like you're organizing, making your bed, cleaning up your bedroom, whatever, cleaning up your living space, whatever that it is, you're doing something, you're moving, right? So your subconscious, like I said, loves, 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 loves those patterns. And now that you kind of realize that your subconscious is a little bit less mature than you, you're kind of able to like a little bit low key, forgive yourself and give yourself more grace when you do, perhaps you're on, you've been on this healing journey with your mindset and you still have days where like you, you may have reactions to certain things or you may let anxiety take you over or people pleasing comes out again or imposter syndrome takes over your day. And that's okay that that happens. That's why I always tell you guys, it's okay because your journey is, you know, it's an up and down thing. It's ebbs and flows. It's not just a straight line. Now, the reason for that is because your subconscious is a little bit less mature than you consciously are. So when things happen to you and perhaps you didn't react in the greatest way, right? You, you did more reacting than responding because emotional intelligence is, let me tell you guys, it's really hard to learn because you're literally, you're consciously fighting your subconscious, which is your normal pattern reaction of how you usually react to what so-and-so said or anything like that. So you got to give yourself time that your subconscious catches up with your consciousness. So you got to give yourself some time. If a mindset habit or an emotional behavioral um, habit doesn't you know, kick in right away. You got to give yourself some time for, so you consciously have to work at it until it becomes subconscious, right? Think about it. Think about even too, with, you know, relating to sports and working out, you do something so many times becomes like muscle memory, right? You ever heard that term before where it's muscle memory or second nature, right? That's because you've done it so many times that your brain subconsciously just does it. So, Remember, your brain is a muscle. So if you want to have your subconscious be like muscle memory or second nature, your mindset habits or your emotional behavior habits, anxiety, coping skills, your people pleasing, setting boundary habits, 
whatever that you're working on, right? Your wellness habits, those need to be consciously implemented into your day, into your daily routine until it becomes second nature. And let me tell you, second nature, once it's implemented, it's there because you ever, you guys ever hear that saying, oh, it's like riding a bike. You never forget because you rode a bike so much when you were a kid, when your brain was developing, right? You can just hop on a bike and remember because we all generationally learn how to ride bikes as kids. So since we did it so many times, it became muscle memory. It became second nature to ride a bike. So that's where that saying comes from. Oh, it's like riding a bike. You never forget when you are creating better habits for yourself to improve your mindset, to build a better life for yourself, you keep going. You keep doing those habits every single day because then it becomes second nature. I'm gonna tell you one thing. One of my favorite habits to cope with my mindset is reading. That's like one of the things I love to do, but that's recent. Now, when I was, I wanna say, when I was like young, like little kid, like elementary school, I enjoyed reading. I really, I genuinely did. But then for some reason through like middle school and like most of high school, I wasn't like reading outside of like my school curriculum. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden I started like reading. I found a really good book and I started really enjoying reading again. And then I would read every single day. At whether I was on my, you know, I was going to sleep, I would read right before I would go to sleep, or I would read on road trips. Um, and then once I started working, I would read on the train. And that became like just a subconscious habit. Like I had a book in my backpack, I would just get on that train, sit down and open up that book. Now it's a new habit where like, I'll come home from work now, and I'll sit on the balcony and I'll read a book. Because reading a book is so ingrained subconsciously into my daily habits, it's like second nature for me to want to read a book. So I'm like, no, I have to read today. Like I want to read it because it's so instilled in my subconscious. Because that wasn't, I, did, I didn't always read. There was a long chunk of time where reading was not a relaxation thing for me. But then it came back and I just kept doing it and I kept doing it and I kept doing it. And then my brain now goes, huh, I need to read today because that's just ingrained in what I like to do. It's in my subconscious. And what's now been also in my subconscious through my mindset journey, and I say I've probably been on my mindset journey for, you know, I would say now towards three years, is that inner dialogue that I always talk about where it's, um, if I'm going in an anxiety spiral, I'm like, hey, is this really true? Hey, is this worst case scenario? Would you be okay if this is worst case scenario? Would you survive? Yes, I would, like those sort of things are now kind of ingrained. I really want to ingrain the the M&M thing now too, because I think that's just a great thing, a coping skill to implement to help me cope with anxiety. But it's repetition. It's habits. That's your subconscious. Your subconscious is so important, you guys, because your subconscious creates your reality. Because Think about it. Your subconscious is the filtering system of your reality. So it takes in all of your five senses and then filters it to your consciousness to what you need to be focusing on, right? So it's your all out filter system. So understanding how you're perceiving reality impacts your lifestyle and your habits 
which then affects your mindset, then you can understand, hmm, okay, perhaps I'm feeling this way is maybe I'm feeling anxious right now in a crowd because my subconscious is overstimulated. I'm taking in a lot of different things right now. So perhaps maybe I need to excuse myself and maybe kind of go into more quieter space to kind of collect my thoughts and recharge so that way I can go back out there and be social. Or perhaps you come home from a long day of work and you're just exhausted We'll be like, maybe it's because that you're, you took in a lot of things. Your subconscious had to make a lot of different decisions and filter out a lot of things. And you kind of have to like give yourself that moment of, hey, maybe my subconscious went into a lot of overdrive today. And you have to then start implementing habits that are going to help you then combat being overstimulated or, you know, having decision fatigue. A lot of the times that happens with a lot of teachers is having decision fatigue because you're making so many decisions in a day, let me tell you. And working on how to help your subconscious and filter in what's important and what's not important. Like, so your conscious and your subconscious are working together rather than just your subconscious something perhaps to look into. But here you guys, this is what I'm saying. This is why NLP is so stinking interesting because understanding how your brain works, because our brains are like, oh my God, you guys, our brains are so wild. And it's so interesting to understand that everything comes from something. So every habit, every emotional reaction every um mindset like ways of thinking or belief system and and things like that it comes from something because you learned it right so perhaps you're really struggling with these like negative narratives in your head you're telling yourself these negative stories where did they come from subconsciously why does your brain subconsciously filter those negative stories How come your subconscious doesn't filter the positive stories about your life and it only focuses on the negative? Where did it come from? So dive into your subconscious. Diving into your self-conscious, you can do that by a few ways. You can journal. Journal's been one of the big things for me, as you guys know. It's journaling out because you're having a conversation with yourself, which allows the subconscious to seep through. Also doing talk therapy, which I've also been doing for about three years now. And doing talk therapy has helped me speak out what's been in my subconscious because my therapist is, you know, we're having a conversation and she's asking questions that are then triggering me to then dive deep into my subconscious. Because let me tell you, your subconscious, it hides a lot. It's the filter system. So just because your consciousness isn't aware of it anymore doesn't mean your subconsciousness isn't still carrying it. So when you do things like journaling or talk therapy and things like that, you're able to unload the subconscious so it's not as heavy anymore. So then you are now more conscious of it. Being self-aware means your consciousness understands your subconscious. So when you are unself-aware, your subconscious is working in overdrive and it's, it could be very exhausting. So it just relies on those patterns that have been set in stone since you were like seven years old sometimes. So becoming self-aware, diving into your subconscious so you can lift up the weight from your subconscious so you can actually deal with it instead of just carrying it is, is such a brilliant thing to do 
when you are going through a healing journey, whether it's a mindset journey, emotional intelligence, it's spirituality, whether it's physical wellness, whatever that it is, your subconscious is all a part of it. And once you give way to it and start meeting with it, because everyone always, everyone's really afraid of the subconscious because they're afraid of what's going to come up. Because your subconscious, like I said, it's a filter, so it hides things. It buries things away that you don't want to remember. But it's in, it's, think of your brain as like a file system. It's in the file. And then those files in your subconscious, because you've been just, it's buried, it shows up in emotional symptoms, physical symptoms, mindfulness symptoms that you're not aware of because how deep it is in the subconscious. So if you take away anything from this episode, it's really about exploring it. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang, have you been struggling with finding the right health and wellness products to help you with your fitness goals? Because I've been struggling with it lately. I have been looking for ways that I can grow muscle. I've been looking for ways to endure longer workouts, especially after a long day of work. And my true goal for my fitness journey is to just become a stronger and be able to survive (laughs) the end of the day workout. And I have found a fantastic health and wellness nutrition brand, First Form. First Form has such amazing products that really can help us on an individual level with our health and fitness goals. Some of my favorites that I've been trying out is the Level 1 Protein Caramel Latte. Let me tell you guys, it tastes amazing. And Level 1 Protein has helped me stay fuller longer. I've been putting it in my coffee in the morning because some days I wake up and I'm just not hungry right away. And unfortunately, I have coffee and we all know having coffee on an empty stomach ain't it. So... I started putting protein in my coffee to help fill me up so that way I don't get that anxiety crash midday if I'm just having coffee at first. And also I've been putting in my coffee the amazing salted caramel collagen powder. Oh my God, you guys. It tastes, first of all, also tastes amazing. And I can even tell the difference between my hair, skin, and nails. My skin has definitely looked clear my hair I've been seeing it in some mirrors and I'm like wow she's shiny and also my nails haven't been breaking you know as frequently as they do between the two weeks that I get them done it's been helping me so much I've also been using the pre-workout pink lemonade and this has been really helping me get through those after work workouts I work from 4 to 5 p.m and let me tell you before this pre-workout, I would be struggling after a strength session and walking on the treadmill. I would be screaming. But now, after I'm done with my strength workout, I am still pumped to get on that treadmill and last the entire hour of my workout. And also, it tastes really good. And I've never used pre-workout before, so I was a little nervous if it's it's gonna make me anxious and things like that. But this pre-workout has helped me so much with 
good long lasting energy in a workout that doesn't carry on beyond the gym. It's not like I can't fall asleep at night. So these products have been very inviting and very easy to use where I've always been a little bit timid of going into protein powders and pre-workout because usually when I see them they're kind of intimidating to look at but First Form is such a wonderful brand. They also have vegan options as well for protein powders, collagen, pre-workout, so on and so forth. And last but not least, I'm also in love with their protein bars, the chocolate chip cookie dough. Fan favorite of the house, Nate and I love those protein bars. We put in our bags in the morning and that's our little snack right before we work out. So that way, because you know that after work workout, we are starving. So having that protein bar right before the workout helps me sustain my energy and help with my muscle growth because those are the goals. So if you are interested in exploring these products to improve your fitness journey, the links are in my show notes. And also feel free to DM me on Instagram at the growth mindset gal for any questions that you may have on different types of products. Absolutely love, highly recommend. Don't be afraid of what's going to come up because we're in our 20s, our 30s, our subconscious has been holding on a lot of things. And so things can come up, but don't be afraid of it because it's you. And if you want to build a better life for yourself, you got to dig deep and figure out what's been going on, where these maybe limiting beliefs are coming from, where these people-pleasing behaviors are coming from, where these imposter syndrome narratives develop from because once you understand the source you can then create the corrections and the improvements that can be made so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you have a friend that needs to hear it please share it with them share this on your story and tag me in it let me know your major takeaways from it Follow me and rate me on Spotify, rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. And remember, guys, grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Growth Mindset Gang, I have an amazing offer to share with you. I have recently created a mindset coaching program. Now, if you're listening and you struggle with imposter syndrome, people-pleasing, overthinking, needing external validation, low self-esteem, indecisiveness, perfectionism, fear of failure, or lack of confidence, this coaching program can be aligned and serve you. With this coaching program, you would sign up with me for three months to receive one-on-one coaching via Zoom. We would meet either weekly or bi-weekly for 45 minutes to about an hour and really get clear on your mindset journey and what's the woman or who's the woman you want to become. Along with the weekly or bi-weekly Zoom calls with me, you would have a daily accountability messaging with me via Slack. So I do my daily check-ins with you and see how you're doing with your progress in between our sessions. You will also have access to the resource library that I will create where I will give you journal prompts. I will give you weekly self-reflection templates. I'll give you even book recommendations or we do a little mini book club together with a self-development book. Also, I'm going to be creating a Facebook group to also grow a community in this mindset coaching program. And if this feels aligned with you, 
you can also receive a huge investment discount if you are the first three to sign up with the three-month coaching program. If you are interested in this coaching program, you feel aligned, or you just want to talk to me and test it out and see if it works for you, you can click the link in my show notes to fill out a Google form to share with me what you want to work on and who's the woman that you want to become. How do you want to grow your mindset and fulfill and improve your mindset journey? And I will contact you. We hop on a discovery call for an hour and we talk about what are you struggling with right now? right? Where do you want to see yourself in three months? And I create a unique program just for you. And I'm here to be your coach, your supporter, and help you in your journey. So if this sounds amazing with you, or you just want to see and test it out, fill out that form. And when you fill it out, I'll contact you right away and help create a wonderful program to create your most authentic self. Audio Podcast Network.